Hey, good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to River Glen. Welcome here in Waukesha and online and in Milwaukee. Thank you so much for joining us for uh, church. And by the way, today is the fourth anniversary of the Pewaukee uh, campus. So let's give them a hand, show them some appreciation. Love you guys. Love what God's doing um, over, over in uh, Pewaukee. And uh, before I get started, I also want to let you know next weekend, beginning a new series called uh, Ghost Stories. Some of the stories, some uh, of the stories in the Bible may seem strange and a little um, unbelievable, stories that go beyond this world, but they're more than just ghost stories. And I think you're going to find this series really fascinating and uh, helpful, so don't, don't, don't miss it. Uh, be here next week uh, for that. But today is a historic weekend in the life of our church. Every weekend we receive an offering that fuels our mission, but today when we receive the offering, uh, everything given in person and uh, online this week and throughout this weekend, we're going to give it all away, every penny of it, to meet important needs uh, locally, regionally, and around the world. Today's the fifth time we've done an offering uh, giveaway. Check it out. When you add up the first four offering giveaways, we've given away almost $600,000. Thank you so much for your generosity. Take a look at some of the ways we're going to use uh, the offering. Take a look. This weekend is our big offering giveaway, and we're looking to raise $200,000 to support four key areas. We want to love kids by helping our local schools, Hatfield and Hawthorne Elementary. We want to provide additional care to kids and their families by contributing to free support programs like Healing Hearts of Southeastern Wisconsin. We want to honor families through the celebration of our special friends ministry at our Night of Stars prom and continuing to support housing efforts, both emergency housing efforts and affordable housing through Habitat for Humanity and Hebron Housing Services. We want to go the extra mile through helping organizations exceed their goals, like the City of Pewaukee's effort to bring that all-inclusive playground to the community and City of Light Church in Milwaukee area updating their student space. And lastly, we want to serve our world through our annual meal packing event, where we'll pack 150,000 meals this year to send to our church plant in Panama. We'll also be coming alongside Missions of Hope International and Stadia Church Planting to sponsor children in Kenya who need their tuition, school supplies, and uniforms covered for the school year, guaranteeing success as they commit to learn. All of these things, these organizations, these communities are impacted by your generosity. When you give generously, you're choosing to live generously and to help love kids, honor families, and go the extra miles, and to serve our world. Thanks for joining us on this big offering giveaway. We uh, also plan to use part of the offering uh, this weekend to help start a new church in the city of Milwaukee called uh, Revive Church in September of next year. And uh, we have... Uh, the lead planner, uh, the pastor, uh, Ed Cook, with us this uh, weekend. And uh, let's jo join me. Let's welcome Ed Cook, Pastor Ed Cook. Really excited, Ed, have you with us. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Ben. Tell us about your dream, your vision for this new church. Sure. Thanks a lot. And thanks for having me today, guys. Um, my dream, when you hear the word revive, what you tend to think about is someone or something that is dead or dying. 
What we really want to do is target people whose relationship with Jesus Christ is either dead or dying and revive that, bring life back to that relationship. Thank you. And so our main vision is to really connect people back to Jesus where they'll have a meaningful personal relationship with Jesus. Next up, help you find your purpose, your why. A lot of people have drifted away from Jesus because they've lost their why. They've lost what their reasoning is for being here. And then once we help you with that, let's help you find the community which you serve, whether it's in the church or outside, more importantly, outside of the four church walls. Um, we really want to do that in, a, in a, an environment that's Christ-centered, that's multi-ethnic, multi-racial church, um, which actually will serve and make sure we're deliberate about serving families with and without special needs. It, that's a really big thing for me because I have a daughter who is 13 now, but she is autistic. And when she was younger, my wife wasn't able to go to church for several years. I would go because I was serving, but she wasn't able to go for several years because hey, my daughter just wasn't having it. <laughs> and there was nowhere, no place that we found that could accommodate her um, and accommodate, you know, taking care of her. So I have a really special heart for families with special needs, and we want to make sure we're targeting the young ones, but we also, the people who are taking care of the people with special needs, we want to make sure we're deliberately and intentionally um, serving those families also. Yeah, I love the vision that God's put on your heart for this church. That's awesome. Ed, uh, tell us about your, your plan, even your, your timeline as you uh, move forward from this point. So absolutely. September 10th, 2023 is the, the, when we've made our, our, that's the date we're looking at. We're looking really hopefully around downtown Milwaukee somewhere. I want to keep it very centralized. We have a launch team that's growing every day. We're over 20 now on our launch team. Um, and really that launch team is we're, we're seeking to partnerships, we're seeking unity within the community, partnerships with organizations that take care or have some type of service for families with special needs. And really, before we ever open a church door, I want to make sure the community knows that Revive Church is here and we're here to serve the community more than just on Sunday morning, but all throughout the week. I'm going to pray for Ed. Before I do that, he's in a, I want you to know he's going to be out in the lobby after the service. Hope you'll stop by, say hello, speak a word of encouragement. Maybe you know somebody that might be interested in being part of a launch team and helping him out. Let me pray uh, for us. Um, God, thank you for Ed and his wife, uh, Michelle, for their faith and courage. God, thank you for sending them to Milwaukee to start this much-needed church and God, I just pray that you'll move and use River Glen in a significant way uh, this weekend to support Ed. God, just surround him with many churches and bring lots of people to this new church to make a bigger impact for you in, in Milwaukee and uh, beyond. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Ben. God bless Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Today we're also wrapping up this series called Made for More, talking about the more that God has for us. We've talked about more purpose, more community, more relationships, more joy. But God doesn't give us more just to keep to ourselves. He wants us to help 
other people to find and experience that more. A couple weeks ago, I spoke at a funeral. They asked me to lead the Lord's Prayer, and I've been thinking about it ever since, especially the part where Jesus prays, and he says, Father, your will be done, look at this, on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus prays for more of heaven to come down uh, here. Jesus prays for the more that's up there to come down here. So what will heaven be like? First, Jesus is going to reign and rule in heaven. It will be a place where there's no sin or brokenness. Scripture says there's no suffering, pain, no tears. It's a place of love and joy where everyone is equally valued. Wouldn't it be awesome by God's power, by God's help, to bring a little bit more of heaven down here. That's what today, that's what this weekend is, is, is all about. That's why we've set a God-sized goal for the offering of $200,000, which is far beyond our average weekly offering. But before we get into that, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had a time when you thought, if only I had known, if only I had known. I had one of those moments a couple years ago. I bought a new phone. My iPhone uh, got old and was no longer updatable, so I splurged. I caved in, and I bought a brand new iPhone 12, and I bought a carrying case for it for my uh, credit card so that it was like my wallet. Spent about $800 on it, but it was just a great phone. Well, my wife and I go for a walk near Milwaukee, and it's kind of cool outside, so I put on an extra layer of clothing, and for some reason... I set my new $800 iPhone on the trunk of my car. We went for the walk, and then we got back. We drove home about 10 miles. Uh, home. When I got home, I realized I think I left that new iPhone on the trunk of our car. It's somewhere on the roadside, you know, anywhere along that 10-mile uh, ride. We're talking my phone. We're talking my driver's license, credit cards, my Dairy Queen punch card, which is what I'll miss <laughs> Uh, the, the, the most. So we spent a couple hours looking for my phone, which seemed hopeless. But then I remembered something. The iPhone 12 comes with this feature. It's called Find My Phone. It'll literally find itself. I mean, it will pinpoint its location for you. I just, I just felt this relief all of a sudden. We drove over to the store where I bought it. I walked up and I said to the woman, can you locate my lost iPhone using Find My Phone? She said, sure, we can do that for you. I gave her my account information. She typed it in. Then she asked me this question. Did you turn Find My Phone on? And I said, I didn't, I didn't know I needed to do that. She said, yeah, you got to go in there and turn it on and activate it for it to work. And I'm like, if only I had known, if only I had known, I could have found my phone and, and saved uh, like $800. And I'm sure you've got your if only I had known story. Maybe it's financial. If only I had known that stock was going to go up, I would have bought more shares of it. Or maybe you were near a celebrity. You didn't know. If only I had known, I could have met that celebrity. But I don't think any of us can top the if only I had known story that Jesus tells in Matthew chapter 25. Here's the context. He's, he's talking about the future judgment. Jesus divides all of us into two groups, the righteous 
and the unrighteous. And here's what he says to the righteous group. He says, then the king will say to the righteous, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So he says to the righteous, hey, you're coming into eternal life. The kingdom of God has been prepared for you. And he explains. He says, for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. But at this point in the story, the righteous are going, I don't remember that. Jesus, I don't remember seeing you hungry or thirsty. I don't remember seeing you naked. I don't remember you know, seeing you sick. And then Jesus delivers the punchline of the story. And he says, the king will tell them, I assure you, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. And he doesn't stop there. Then Jesus turns to the unrighteous group and he says, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was sick and you didn't care for me. And the unrighteous group are going, I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing you sick or thirsty or hungry. And Jesus looks at this group and he says, the king will answer, I assure you, when you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. That story has always sent a shiver down my spine because I picture myself in the unrighteous group going, if only I had known. If only I had known that whatever I do for the least of these, it's like I'm doing it for Jesus. It's the ultimate, if only I had known moment. Jesus says to both groups, what you did for them, you did uh, for me. How's that even possible? How is it possible that what you do for another human being, it's like you're doing that to Jesus? The best analogy I can think of is a parent and a child. You know, I find that with, with, with my kids, when, when somebody hurts one of my kids, it hurts me, and it keeps me up at night. And when somebody gives to one of my kids, it feels like they're giving to me. Many years ago, my daughter Taylor, when she was 12, she saved up her babysitting money, and she went and she bought an iPod, uh, Apple iPod iTouch, a couple hundred dollars, kind of like a small iPad. She took it over to a friend's house, and her friend's pet dog chewed on it and broke it. She came home so upset and in tears. I felt so sorry for her. Immediately, I took her to the store where she uh, uh, bought it to see if they could somehow fix it. And we didn't expect this, but they had compassion. And the manager of the uh, store took her old one, and he gave her uh, a brand new one for free. And when they gave to my daughter, it felt like they were giving to me. When they showed kindness to her, it felt like kindness to me. Jesus says it's like that. When you do something for one of my children, especially those who are struggling, especially the least of these, Jesus says, it's like you're doing it uh, for me. Now, I need to clarify something about this story before we uh, go further. It's easy to casually read this story and to uh, think, well, you know, that's how we go to heaven. Uh, that's, how we, um, that's how we're uh, saved. You know, we, we give to the poor, to the needy, to the vulnerable. But the Bible is very clear that eternal life is not a reward. It is a gift. Many verses in the Bible 
uh, make this point. Like this one here from Ephesians chapter 2. It says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And, and, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift of, from, from, from God. There's a number of passages like that. But, but, but then you, 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 you read Matthew chapter uh, 25, and it makes it pretty clear that we're going to be judged by what we did in this life. So how can we be saved by grace and judged by works? And what happens sometimes is people divide over this. In churches, there's one group that says we're saved by grace. Another group says that we're judged by works. And it's like we pit these two against each other. But in the Bible, they're actually two sides of the same coin. The Bible does teach that we're saved by grace and judged by works, meaning that our works are evidence of our faith. Our works are evidence of what we believe. Or to use, put it another way, to use language from Matthew chapter 25, our compassion and love for the least of these is not the cause of our salvation. It is evidence of our salvation. It shows the genuineness of our salvation. So Matthew chapter 25 is not trying to scare anybody into giving it to the poor. Instead, it teaches us that helping the poor and the least of these is a big part of how we love Jesus. And so here's what I want to do today. I want to try to answer the question, how do we do something for the least of these? How do we do something for the poor? Here's a first observation from Matthew chapter 25. It's not enough to just feel compassion. It's really interesting to me what Jesus doesn't say to the unrighteous group in Matthew chapter 25. He doesn't say they're dishonest or they're violent or uh, mean and, and do really bad things to other people. He doesn't say that. He, he just said that they did nothing. They ignored the need. Maybe they felt some compassion, but Jesus didn't say whatever you felt for the least of these you felt for me. No. Look at the verb Jesus uses. It's what you did. Whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. It's what you do that matters because compassion isn't just what you feel. Compassion is what you do. And that's important. Look at what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3. John writes, dear children, let us stop just saying we love each other. Let us show it by our actions. He's, he's like, you, you say you feel this way. Don't just say it or feel it, instead show it by our actions. Let's do something about this. Imagine I uh, brought a box of uh, donuts, and I, uh, I, I said, anybody want a box of donuts? I, I think some of you would say, yeah, oh yeah, please, please give me that. What if I said, you know, these are warm, you know, they're just fresh, they're soft, and they're creamy. You're going, yeah, I want that. So I give you a box of donuts, and you go home, you walk into your kitchen, open the fridge, pour a nice cold glass of milk. You sit down at your table, and you open the box, and look at that. It's broccoli. Yeah, that's a pretty sick joke, isn't it? Because I would say one thing, and I would give you another. And as followers of Jesus, we don't want to say one thing and give another. We don't want to say, yeah, we care about people. We care about the poor. We care for the least of these and then not give or do something because compassion isn't just what you feel. Compassion is what you do. Outside of Strasbourg, France, there's a church building that was destroyed by the Germans during World War II. And as they began repairing 
the building many years later, they discovered a statue of Jesus outside the, bu- the building. And as they were getting ready to repair it, the people of the church said, no, 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 don't do that. I, I want to show you a picture of this uh, statue. If you look closely, you notice that the hands of Jesus were, were blown off uh, by bombs. And his feet were damaged a little too. And the people of the church said, leave it that way. Because it will serve as a reminder to us when we leave the church that we are the hands and the feet of Jesus in the world uh, today. And uh, we, River Glen, we've got a great opportunity in front of us uh, today to be the hands and the feet of Jesus in our community and, and in our world. Here's a second observation. We can't do um, everything, but we can do something. Uh, obviously, we can't meet every need or address every problem or be passionate about every cause. We, I mean, we can't do everything, but we can do something. Mother Teresa once said, if you can't feed 100 people, then feed one. I want you to notice how the people in Matthew 25, that get commended, they get rewarded. I mean, they didn't help everybody. They helped, but they helped somebody. They gave food to somebody. They gave drink to somebody. They gave clothing to somebody. They, t- they took somebody in to their home. They took care of somebody. It's easy to get overwhelmed by the scale of human suffering in our world and just kind of, you know, give up because it's big. But I love how Jesus said this. He brings it down to one. He says, if you just help one, it's like you're helping me when you help one of the least of these. At the final judgment, you know, we're not going to be responsible for helping everybody, but did you help somebody? Did, did you help one of the least of these? Part of the offering uh, today is going to go to an organization uh, called Healing Hearts. Many of us, I'm sure, remember exactly where we were last November when we heard the shocking news about the uh, Christmas parade tragedy in downtown Waukesha. Just a devastating, shocking loss of of life that impacted so many children and families, not just physical suffering, but emotional and mental pain and, and grief for uh, many children and families. But Healing Hearts stepped in and they provided care to children and support um, to their families as part of their ongoing mission to bring healing to grieving children and families. And we want to help them out. We want to give them a gift. Another part of the offering today will go uh, to the Hebron House. Homelessness is a growing problem in Waukesha, in Pewaukee. Um, did you know that we have uh, people in our community sleeping in cars, uh, sleeping in parks, and even dying from homelessness? The Hebron House offers uh, meals and safety and even mental health care uh, 365 days a year through three local uh, shelters. Last year, the Hebron House, get this, they provided almost 14,000 nights of shelter uh, for people. Another part of the offering will help us continue our uh, partnerships with Hawthorne and Hatfield Elementary Schools in, in Waukesha. You probably hear us talk about various events and volunteer opportunities to serve these schools. One of the ways that we help them through the offering giveaway, we, there's several ways. I want to mention one. We uh, donate clothing to their clothing closets for students. 80%, I want you to know, 80% of the students in these uh, two schools uh, come from homes 
that are at or below the federal poverty line. 80% of the students at or below federal poverty line. And, and, and this is just uh, six miles from here. And it's even closer uh, to our Pewaukee campus. Another uh, part of the special offering will help those with uh, special needs. And I got to tell you about a young woman named Elise. Uh, we, uh, Elise uh, started attending Night of Stars. It's, it's like a prom that we host uh, for anyone um, in, our, in our community uh, with uh, special needs to attend, uh, supported by this offering. Elise started attending Night of Stars. She calls Night of Stars one of the best nights of her life. Elise also started watching our services, our weekend services, online. And uh, we, we baptized her recently. And we showed the, the video a couple weeks ago. It touched me, and I just wanted to show it to you again. I just love how... It, your generosity, I want you to know, it does change lives in, in so many ways. We can't do everything, but we, um, we can do something. Jesus said, if you serve even one of the least of these, you serve me. It matters to me. Uh, one more observation about how we can do something for the least of these. See a need, meet a need. See a need, meet a need. Here, here's what I mean. Look at what Jesus said in Luke chapter 13. He said, uh, the kingdom of God, what is it like? What shall I compare it to? It's like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. I brought some mustard seeds. You can't see these. They're tiny, and they're really hard to handle. That's why I put them in a bag. But that's the point Jesus makes. Uh, a mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds, but if you plant it in the right conditions... It grows into a tree. Jesus says the kingdom of God is like that. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus said this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he, he, he doesn't know how. Jesus says that when you scatter seed, even small seed, it will grow. I mean, you might be sleeping. You might be going through your day. You don't even think about it. But while you're going through your day, while you're sleeping, that seed grows and multiplies. And the offering today is a great opportunity for River Glen uh, to scatter seed and plant more seed and grow uh, the kingdom of God. Back in 2016, we financially supported Brian McKee and his team to plant City of Light Church in Milwaukee. Brian felt God calling him to plant a multi-ethnic uh, church. To, to, to reach more people with the good news of Jesus and unite people together in the Milwaukee area. Brian spoke for us uh, uh, in August, and he's just a gifted Bible teacher. Uh, the church was able to, they grew to the point where they were able to buy uh, their own building. They've done an amazing job uh, renovating this building on 67th and Burleigh in Milwaukee. They've grown to two services on Sunday mornings to accommodate they're growing uh, numbers, but they got one last room in their building. They need to renovate for middle school and high school students, and we know how great of a tool uh, that can be. And uh, we want to use part of the offering uh, to help them finish that room. Uh, Brian McKee, he saw a need, met a need, scattered some seed in the kingdom of God has grown. We helped a pastor named Jose Rodriguez start a new church in Panama uh, City, Panama, called Central Bible Church. They planned to launch the church in April of 2020, but then the pandemic hit, and it, it hit hard. 
in Panama causing food shortage. It delayed their launch, but they're up and going. And we sent a team earlier this year. The church is growing. They're, they're baptizing lots of, of, of people. Pastor Jose saw a need, met a need, scattered seed. And the kingdom of God has grown. And we want to use part of the offering today to pack 150,000 meals and send most of them to Panama to feed the hungry. And we want to send thousands of meals uh, to local food pantries in Waukesha and uh, Milwaukee. We'll have our, our meal packing event uh, next month at both campuses. I hope you'll consider coming. It is a super fun event for all ages. Two of the most amazing leaders I've ever met in my life are Wallace and Mary Kamau from Kenya. They started Mission of Hope in the slums of Nairobi, Kenya, with just a few children. Some of the worst poverty in the world. I've seen it firsthand. We helped them build a, a Christian school in Baba and Doga. Many of us have supported children in this community. Mission of Hope, they shine the light of Jesus in one of the darkest places in the world. They now, they've grown and they, they now provide, get this, education to more than 25,000 students in 32 disadvantaged communities in Kenya. It's amazing the work God's doing. And, and, and we want to send a gift to Mission of, of Hope uh, from this offering uh, to, to, to fill a financial gap uh, caused by the pandemic. Mary and Wallace uh, saw a need and they met a need, and they scattered seed, and the, the kingdom of God continues uh, to grow. Today's a great opportunity for River Glen as a church to plant more seed and grow God's uh, kingdom. So I want to challenge uh, each of us today, whether you're, you're here um, in person or uh, watching online, to participate in the offering giveaway. And I want you to know, Marnie and I, we love this weekend. We give automatically on the first weekend of the month. But we have added an extra gift, our largest gift of the year, above and beyond our normal giving. And I want to encourage you to pray and, and join us. Pray and give whatever God leads you to give. And maybe you're new. Maybe you just started attending River Glen just a few weeks ago, and we're glad you're here. And I can't think of a better way for you to take your next step and join the mission of Jesus than uh, to give generously to those whose need is so uh, great. And uh, uh, you're welcome to jump in and join us uh, today. Now, there's a few ways that you can uh, give uh, today. You can use the uh, offering envelope in, in front of you. You can go to our website, riverglen.cc, click on give. You can text Riverglen to that number. Uh, you can scan uh, the QR code that's in front of you. Take out your phone, open the camera, just scan that code. Uh, it's going to come up on the screen, and it'll, it'll uh, take you to a link where uh, you can uh, give. It's real simple uh, to do. I, want you to, I do want you to know that this offering closes tonight at midnight. Everything given um, in person or online this past week up until midnight tonight, every penny of it, uh, we're going to give away. And so here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to pray, and then during this next song, we're going to have communion and offering. We're going to do both together which is different for us. We've got uh, several stations. We've got a couple down here, and we've got a couple of stations in the back where you can go and pick up your communion, and there's a box next to communion where you can put your offering, or you can use this time, take out your phone, and uh, give electronically. We're going to have music playing. We're going to give you 
plenty of time. If you need to discuss it with someone, you're welcome to do that. If you're watching online, I hope you'll encourage you to join us for communion. Use bread, use your own bread and juice or whatever you have uh, available, and you can also give uh, electronically. I want you to think about it this way. Communion represents God's love uh, to us through Jesus. God, you know, looked down. He didn't just see our need. He didn't just feel sorry for us. He sent Jesus as a sacrifice to meet our greatest need. The bread represents his body. The juice represents Christ's blood. And we take in God's love through communion. And then I want you to think of the offering as God's love flowing through us to meet needs, especially of the least of these, locally, regionally, and globally. So I'm going to pray, and then during this next song, when you're ready, you can walk over and pick up communion. Our communion is open to anyone who receives God's love through Jesus. And then you can give your offering in the basket and return to your seat and take communion uh, when you're ready. You can also use this time to give electronically. So God's love to us in communion, God's love through us in the offering to the least of these, locally, regionally, and globally. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for not just seeing our need, not just feeling sorry, but demonstrating your great love by sending Jesus into this world to to die, to die on the cross for, for all our sins so that we can live with you now and forever. Thank you for the most generous act in all of history. And God, we thank you for putting some great opportunities in front of our church today to to demonstrate your love and and to be the the hands and feet of Jesus and, 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 and make a bigger impact for him in our community and region and even all the way around the world. God, I pray that we would trust you with, with what we have today. And we ask you to use these gifts that we give today to show your love and, and compassion and to change more lives for Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.